Hello and welcome to another episode of Observe and Report. I am one of your hosts, Jason Simmons. And sitting across from me, as always, Jack Smith. Hello. And this is the show Observe and Report. This is the show where we watch things and we tell you how we feel about them. It's been a little while since we've seen each other and we've seen a couple of things that mm-hmm. have made us good, feel good, and feel, you know, bad. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I felt a little bad about one or two things that I watched. Oh, I think I felt good about everything. But I'm, I'm going to start off and talk about good things first. You All know? right, let's do it. I want to talk about a big good thing that I watched. Um, I watched uh, Dune. Samesies. Pronounced June in some places. <laughs> uh, or Oon. <laughs> if D the D is silent. Is silent. Um, yeah, directed by Denis Vignouet, mm-hmm. um, starring Timothy Chalamet, mm-hmm. um, Oscar Isaac, Zendaya, mm-hmm. Jason Momoa, um, Rebecca Ferguson, um, and Thanos, uh, Josh Brolin. So many beautiful people. Ooh, they threw everyone from any big franchise and put them in this movie. Do you have top tier cheekbones? <laughs> Come join the cast of Dune. <laughs> Are you handsome or beautiful in oh, a very classical way? Good lord. <laughs> um, I really enjoy the movie. Um, despite like you know, I, I've read the uh, the first book at least. Oh, you did. Um, I've seen the original eighty four movie by uh-huh. David Lynch. Mm-hmm. Um. And I really like this version of what they've done. Um, they took certain things out, which I think they really needed to, to just oh, help things move along. Gotcha. But despite what they took out, I it, it worked. And mm. I'm really, I think the thing I'm most surprised at is how much the normies liked it. Like people that are not <laughs> into like hard sci-fi or Frank Herbert. Like it's, it's not Star Wars, you know, right, it's right, not right. like popcorn science yeah. fiction. Like it really is like, you know, heavy. Yeah. And I'm really enthusiastic about how much, like, everyone liked it. And someone said to me, like, I think Game of Thrones paved the way so that, you know, something like this could really fly. I agree. I feel like, yeah, Game of Thrones. And honestly, the Star Wars of it all did help. Mm -hmm. Just the slow, slow build into this. Mm -hmm. And then I, I honestly think, like, people were very intrigued by Timothy Chalamet. People love uh, uh, Shamalama Ding Dong. People Listen, love that kid. I'm I'm on that train. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. So like, and I feel like he's he's done so many like indie films and stuff. And so all of a sudden for this kid to be in like this hard sci-fi, it's like, oh, this is an interesting and new departure for him. Mm-hmm. So and like that cast, I mean, come on. It's like huge and also like ethnically, ethnically diverse. Yeah. Um, but like they got like huge names to be a part of this, and what I find funny is that like Warner Brothers said, you get one. We're not giving you t- like the whole thing up front. Like you get one. If it does well, we'll get, let you finish this. Which like I feel like that. I mean, Denny Villeneuve. I'm butchering that last name, but like he's knocked it out of the park. His track record is spotless pretty much so like maybe i can't remember what his first things were but for the last eight years or whatever mm-hmm. like killing it with like hard sci-fi films that are long and he still gets butts and seats yeah like they're always visually stunning mm-hmm. like you know he was gonna do a good job guys but i think what they're nervous about is that like you know the things that he's done He's been able to like like Blade Runner twenty forty nine for instance right. like looked beautiful and was critically acclaimed and did 
good at the box office, but wasn't what they were hoping for, I oh, think, as far as gotcha. a big splash. Gotcha, gotcha. Like, Maybe there was a lot of talk, but not as many bucks behind it. I think that was like, you know, the fear of going into Dune. Gotcha. And I think what also amplified that fear was it's, it was supposed to come out last year, gotcha. uh, 2020 in like December. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, it's the pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. And I think that got their feet even colder insofar as gotcha. saying like, we don't know what movies are going to look like following mm-hmm. this. So, like, we can't exactly guarantee you a second one. Gotcha. And I get that. But also, like like you said, he's kind of proven himself yeah. many times in, like, the last eight years. Mm. But um, there were really cool things about it. Like, I, this movie helped me realize things that I read in the book that I didn't realize before. Mm. It's like, oh, yeah, there are no guns in these books oh yeah like there are like guns quote unquote but it's more like darts and things like that mm. like it just made me really made me realize oh right fighting has revolved back to like swords and like spears and like close combat and yeah. all that stuff and they really sticks. did a good job of sticks yeah they fancy did... electrical sticks <laughs> they did a good job of showing that mm. like i like the way that like you know people fought like in phalanxes kind of like in lines like it looked really cool did you see it in theaters? I did not. I watched it on HBO Max at home. Um, I hear that I might have missed out on like you know the visual spectacle. I'm of sure it. I did, but um, so I wish I had gone into this knowing that it was a part one. Really, that okay. would have changed my experience with it <laughs> very much. Because she's a slow burn. Yeah, visually stunning the whole time, but. I because of the way it's not the movie's fault and it's great but the pace of films these days especially because it was I can't remember what the trailers were but I feel like because they're trailers there's a little more kind of action-ish things happening to obviously to draw people in Um, so in most films these days uh, your sci-fi and whatnot and action movies you know, there might be a 15, 20 minute build, but then there's action. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to continuing building or whatever. And this was just, we're just building for a while. Yeah. We're building for an hour and a half. And I was like, oh my God, I need something to happen. It's I watched it in like, I think it took me three sittings. Fair. Um, <laughs> I was also just busy with work and stuff, but like. It's long. And I didn't feel overly compelled to get back to it. Mm. Um, so I, part of me was I don't know if I would have been happier in theaters or more angry in theaters if mm. I had gone to sit through the whole thing because I would have been like <laughs> um, I am a bit bummed that I I missed out on the theater like IMAX experience but also I'm okay with it I think because yeah. um, I don't know that I'd want to sit through it again Um because in my opinion, like, if you're going to offer it to me for a service I'm already paying for. Yeah. It's like, eh, I'm going to see it on the service I'm paying yeah. for. Yeah. I just shut off all the lights. It was still spectacular. Turned up the volume. Yeah. Um, but then once, um, I think um, by the time my third, like, the my third sitting of it, mm-hmm. um, I had read, <clears throat> excuse me, that it was a part one. Oh. And then I was like oh, this makes so much more sense. But especially by the time I watched the ending, I was like, oh, man, I wish I had known that because then I could have sat back and relaxed a little bit more. Yeah. And not had had different expectations a little bit. 
um, Fellowship of the Ring style. <laughs> you know, just like, okay, we're building up, we're meeting everybody, great, here we go. As opposed to like, we're battling Saruman and whatnot. Oh my God, we feel like we've not even explained what this movie is about. <laughs> oh, yeah. About it, like, Sorry. Like people know. So, yeah, Dune, um, adaptation of a book written by Frank Herbert in like 1954, is a story of uh, Paul Atreides uh, and kind of his rise to being uh, a savior for people. Um, it takes place, of course, in the far future of humanity. Uh, we're on various planets, and most of the story takes place on the planet of Arrakis, also known as Dune, where he is part of a family uh, fighting for control of essentially a very important mineral called spice. Mm -hmm. And this is part one of this epic tale, sort of. Uh, if anything, I guess you can compare it to like a Lawrence of Arabia type situation, where a foreigner goes to a foreign land and kind of becomes a leader of the people there. Gotcha. Yeah. I also, yeah, I also went into it not knowing anything about it. Oh, really? Like, just absolutely, like, fresh. Zero. Okay. I was just waiting for Oscar Isaac to pop up. <laughs> um, and he is great in it. Oh, yeah. I mean, all the performances are wonderful. Timothy Chalamet is so talented. The scene with the, uh, what are the creepy ladies? Oh, um, the, the Benny Gesserit. Which I love that name. <laughs> There's something about it that just sounds right. Um, with this hand in the thing, in the little box thing. Like, oh man, he's so talented. He's a real talented little fella. One thing that they get across really well throughout all adaptations, especially in this one, is that these ladies aren't fucking around. No, they aren't. <laughs> and I love them. They are menacing. Mm -hmm. um, they do a good job of like kind of showing like almost every person, except for maybe uh, Paul, played by Timothy Chalamet, is menacing in this or yeah. capable of great violence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I found that, like, this powers that these women have and, like, um, it reminded me, stick with me, a little bit of the Thor of it all where his mom is a witch and she has these whole separate powers. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, shit, you're like... You got shit going on too, lady. Yeah. I'd be using those powers for all sorts of things. Jason, let me tell you something. Like, and that's one thing that they kind of like stayed away from in the movie. Mm. In the books, is, of course, if you have more time in a book, to show like the political aspirations of this sect of women of like, mm. we're going to rule the universe. Oh. Like, this, okay. This boy, Jessica, you done fucked up. All right. <laughs> we're supposed to have a boy. <laughs> oh, okay. And like, we, this was. Mm, we were, we, were so, we were this close, but you <laughs> fell in love, didn't you? Because of Oscar Isaac. Okay, we get it. But <laughs> he is handsome. He is handsome as hell. However, <laughs> gotcha. Like they were like literally a generation away from like oh. ruling everything, oh, and this boy is unexpected. Gotcha. Yeah. I I figured I didn't know about them being close to ruling, but certainly the him being unexpected and them being pissed off about it. Mm. Um. There's, they do a good job of um, telling you enough, but assuming also that the audience is smart and can put stuff together Certainly. without providing annoying exposition, which is great. Um, yeah, the whole thing was, it was excellent. It moves, it moves, it, it's weird. Like you said, if it felt like very plotting to you, right? Like it was, I knew it was building. Mm -hmm. It was just, yeah, it just, 
Oh, it's a slower build. The mm-hmm. uh, the kind of ups and downs of it, instead of being really sharp spikes, were just kind of little. Guys. Got it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. But yeah, like um, I look forward to twenty twenty three. Oh wow! When <laughs> Dune Part One Part Two comes out, um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully they get it done, and we can see Zendaya actually like in the movie. Yeah, she was there for not a long period of time, but yeah. like visually, she was there yes. a lot. You Just know? being very wind blown, smiling, and mysterious. Yes, very mysterious throughout the entire film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it looks super cool. I'm looking forward to the next one. Um, and yeah, this is a different push for a big budget movie. I'm happy cool. to see it. Yeah. What else uh, have you been watching? So I finished, finally, <laughs> Marvel's What If. Oh, okay. Um... So it really still peaked for me with Chadwick Boseman's episode. Okay. And as I was because there were like eight episodes or something. Yeah, six, eight, eight. As I was watching the next couple, I was like, "Mm, "It's okay." (laughs) Why is Jason so enthusiastic about it? I don't get it. And then, and I literally had the thought, like, um, like. I wish that they didn't do these, like, so just um, siloed. I wish it was kind of, like, building on something. Mm -hmm. And then it did. And I was like, (laughs) okay, guys, well. Um, So I I was shocked. And it really is a bit of a brain buster. Um, And then it has... uh, these siloed episodes of that are very light and fun about um, these the various characters of the Marvel universe. I just realized why am I explaining? You should explain it. You explain things so much better. Than me. <laughs> oh, uh, you please explain it, Jason. Um, yeah. Every each episode seems like it's serialized and doesn't have anything to do with the other, other yes. than the narrator who is presenting to you uh, unique scenarios that are different than as you remember them for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like you know. Um, like you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, you've seen Black Panther. Mm-hmm. What if Black Panther was Star Lord, and you know things like scenarios like that? Um, what if you know um, uh, Agent Carter was Captain Carter, became Captain America instead of Steve Rogers? Mm-hmm. Like pre- presenting to you a, a familiar scenario and changing something big about it, mm-hmm. um, and seemingly they're showing you just different scenarios you know but ultimately it all came together Mm -hmm. to be one big story which was a bit of a surprise and very welcome on my end i agree um i think i would have been disappointed otherwise but um it ends up the narrator uh played by jeffrey wright um what's his name again the watcher the watcher he ends up being pulled into the story um and having to take part which is very interesting Mm. um it was really cool i was enjoying it by the end like uh it's very funny like it's almost from the comics the watcher always interferes at some point he's like (laughs) okay like i'm just supposed to watch this thing but here's this thing you should use to stop this guy all right just fucking do it now but like (laughs) in this he didn't do that so much as he got pulled into it when he didn't want to be it's like it's it's almost like the narrator of like a story that like you know in a in a film or or something like that is like oh no you're part of the story what do you mean I'm part of the story you're part of the story and having to be thrust into yeah. it and have an active role as almost the protagonist of the mm, story now yeah 
Uh, it was a cool twist that I clearly didn't see coming. Um, and it, yeah, made it really fun and felt like, oh, the last couple episodes finally paid off. Because <laughs> they weren't particularly interesting or compelling on mm-hmm. their own. At least I didn't think so. I can't even remember them now. Um, so for all of a sudden, to, for those characters to kind of come back around and stuff mm-hmm. was great. There were points that were very emotional to me, at least, um, for instance, the, the Doctor Strange episode, which felt like an alternate take on the Doctor Ugh, Strange film. Doctor Strange. <laughs> I just could not care less about this man. And it involved time, which I don't care mm-hmm. about. And we're just like, bro. Like, for me, Ugh. still my favorite is the Chadwick Boseman episode. But I was very happy. And I mentioned this to you previously when we recorded that um, you get more Chadwick than you, you think you're going to get. <laughs> Like, they, they definitely made it seem like, oh, he recorded one episode, and that's all we got. Like, no, he recorded several more mm-hmm. episodes, and he was a joy each time. That's great. Um, the other one that stuck out to me was the zombies one. I know zombies is such an overdone thing. Oh, yeah. Um, But focusing on, like, you know, Peter Parker and Bruce Banner, kind of. And I was like, you know what? It's nice to see these characters, this set of characters, interact with each other. Like, Okoye, Peter Parker, happy. Um, That was one of the better ones. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, And then kind of tying into, like, the Scarlet Witch a little bit and Vision. Mm -hmm. Like, that felt really good to me. Like, oh, this is... I like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Spoilers a little bit. When, um, When they're... Toward the end, they're all fighting against uh, Bad Guy and whatnot. And they uh, toss in Scar- like zombie Scarlet Witch to fight. <laughs> and I was like, this is great. Um, it's also interesting who did show up to do their voiceover and who didn't. It really is. Like, it's Tom Holland, the who the fuck do you think you are not showing up for this? Busy being Nathan Drake and get Uncharted. Get the fuck, get your voice over here. We will ship you microphones, you little shit. You could literally do this from your phone. Like, get out of here <laughs> if samuel l jackson can show up he'll you, show up for anything you can show up which i appreciate thank you for being a team player sam but uh, like brie larson didn't show up it's like what are you doing that you can't show like, up like tom i i could see is busy yeah who what she's got a youtube channel now i think you aren't doing shit girl <laughs> come on i i get why scarlett johansson didn't show up Sure. I understand that. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I get why you have very minimal, like, you know, uh, Steve Rogers and very sure. minimal St- Tony Stark. Like, they're not coming back for this. Sure. I get that. I get that, too. They put in their time. But you know came back every time? Jeremy Renner. Yeah, he's got time. <laughs> he's got plenty of time. <laughs> you see he was on Hot Ones? I did not see that. I should see that. I started watching and got bored. <laughs> I was like, Jason can tell me what happens. I'm good. Oh my god. Um but no, like um I, I'm I'm curious if they do another season. I guess they, That'd they be need cool to have, if they did. I'm sure then uh, for the next slew of Marvel films that have come out and will continue to come out, like they'll incorporate characters That'd from those, good. hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be interesting. Um yeah. Um I don't know when it comes back. I'm Me not neither. Sure. I don't think they've announced anything. Yeah, they're super open-ended about it, and that's fine. I don't expect everything to last forever. <laughs> what about what else you got? Um, what else do I have? I watched a movie that really surprised me. I, I feel like I hadn't heard about it, but like somehow I did. Like 
in a dream somewhere. <laughs> um, uh, the movie Driven from 2018, uh, directed by uh, Nick Ham, starring Jason Sudeikis, uh, Judy Greer, uh, Lee Pace, and Corey Stoll. What? And it's the story of uh, how John DeLorean uh, kind of like fell from grace. Um, and John DeLorean in this is played by uh, played by Lee Pace. I've never even heard of this. Right? Like, I hadn't heard of it. It has some, like, decently big names. Yeah. And, like, it, it's good. It's funny and, like, at the same time, like, really engaging. Like, okay. it felt like you guys are swinging for some awards here. Like... I feel they're not ready to give awards to these people just yet. Yeah, your like, Michael Cudlitzes. Yeah, it's like, uh, you guys are good, good actors, mm. but like, they're not ready to give you guys what you're what you're striving for here. Did this come out before or after the one with Matt Damon and? Uh... So for for Ford versus Ferrari, Ford versus Ferrari <laughs> uh, <laughs> came out, I think, in 2018. Oh, 2019. 2019. So this came out like before that. Yeah, like about a year before that. Um, Which is, it's it's just, yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun, but at the same time sad. So the story is uh, Jason Sudeikis is the main character, Mm -hmm. and he plays uh, an FBI informant who gets moved next door by the FBI to like John DeLorean, who's in the middle of like creating the DeLorean car as Mm -hmm. made famous in, you know, Back to the Future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and it kind of shows how Jason Sudeikis, to save his own skin, mm-hmm. kind of sets up John DeLorean to be this patsy oh. and gets his company kind of like tanked at the same oh. time. But the whole time you're kind of rooting for Jason Sudeikis. Like he's like charming as hell because he's mm. Jason Sudeikis. Of course. Um, and Lee Pace as John DeLorean is kind of mesmerizing. Mm. Like in five minutes of like hearing him speak, it's like, I want to work for this guy. <laughs> like he himself, it's like it's kind of like two con men okay. going at each other a little bit. Like uh, Delorean being a con man of like who kind of believes in his own bullshit. Yes, and like Sudeikis who doesn't believe in his own bullshit at all. He knows he's a flim flam man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and knows he's going like out to save his own skin. Okay, um, so it's kind of very fun to see these two types of character who are kind of the same character play mm-hmm. off of each other. Um. Yeah, Judy Greer is in it as Jason Sudeikis' wife. She's super funny and like really pretty in it. Like she looks great nice. <laughs> in it. Um, but yeah, and Corey Soul plays the FBI agent who has set up uh Jason Sudeikis, uh, and Michael Cudlitz uh, from Walking Dead, who have not seen him, like in anything outside of The Walking Dead. He's been, uh, you know, getting himself back together after that hardcore murder. <laughs> I would be too. Got to get that uh, facial reconstruction surgery Oof. happening. Um, it's a real face-off situation. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but it was very good to see him kind of be like this loud drug dealer in it. I can see that working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I saw it on, of all places, Stars. You and Stars still oh, no. going steady. They gave it to me for 99 cents, so what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch it. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, I, I recommend it. Um, I think now with uh, people kind of rediscovering Jason Sudeikis yeah, via Ted Lasso. absolutely. It's worth tracking down and watching if you can. Um, yeah, Driven. It's It was fun. Nice. It's very fun. Okay. Um, I also watched Star Wars Visions. Oh, I've only started watching it. What did you think of the whole thing? Um, 
much like uh, Marvel's What If, mm-hmm. they peak too soon. <laughs> um, the rest of them were, most of the episodes were like ho-hum. The first one is so fucking good. Have you seen the first I episode? I did see the first one, yeah. The Ronin one? Mm-hmm. It's so cool. The animation is so beautiful. Like, the story is great. Um, so, basically, Star Wars Visions is just they um, they allowed, like, various, like, anime mm-hmm. um, producers to um, create their own uh, Star Wars stories that are, I think they're each, like, half an hour-ish. Yeah, close to 20, it. 20 to 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um so most of them are in uh, varying anime styles that you'd recognize, but this one, the first one, um, it looks like um, almost like how would you describe it? It looks kind of like a, a black and white samurai movie at points. Yeah. Like it's like in a Kurosawa film a little bit, but with the animation style, it looks like it could almost be like. Um, like sketches almost it's it's interesting it's like hybridized like cg and like yeah. hand-drawn animation it's beautiful um and the character is cool and it's also a book which i started reading oh really because <laughs> i'm the coolest <laughs> <laughs> uh i reserved my star wars ronin book um <laughs> and like the first couple of chapters are actually that episode oh wow um was the book before the animation or was it i don't know hmm. um i think they came out pretty much the same time because mm-hmm. it's brand new um but uh yeah the book is great um the rest of the episodes were fine but it was just really hard to top that first one because the animation is so unique and the characters are really cool um and there's a twist and yeah i i definitely feel like the first episode was like proof of concept yes of like hey watch more of these as this yeah. one is like look how awesome this looks um for me the one that i liked the most was actually didn't involve wars at or fighting at all it was the one about like the rock band oh i couldn't stand that <laughs> I one i thought it was so damn cute <laughs> i really enjoyed it i was like yeah i like this weird section of star wars that isn't about star wars at all i mean they're all fun i kind of wish the ronin one had just been at the end i think i would have enjoyed it more mm-hmm. um because they all have different kind of i think the rest of the the tones of the rest of them are relatively similar the ronin one is much heavier um but if you're just again looking for more general star wars world um content then it's great yeah. Which I always am, Jason. <laughs> Just give it to me. And it's definitely like, yeah, in the spirit of Star Wars, like, don't come for this looking for like, that's not accurate to the shut yeah, up. Yeah, no. It's not that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is it? Oh, um, something else I watched. Um, the Harder They Fall. Yes. On same. Netflix. Um, it was very enjoyable. I yes. liked it. Um, starring Idris Elba, Jonathan Majors, uh, Zassi Beats, uh, Regina King, Lakeith Stanfield. Um, huge cast. Everyone's great in it. It is a super stylish black western that reminds you of like a music video uh, like mm. every 10 minutes. Like the music is fantastic. The music's excellent. And like the colors are pretty amazing. Oh my like, God, they're gorgeous. Like the costumes are pretty amazing. The co- Okay, Jason, this was a visual feast in it every really way. It really was. Um, 
the costumes were awesome. They were tighter on the gentlemen, which I appreciate. <laughs> uh, the men were all beautiful. The women, the women were all beautiful. beautiful yeah. I was like, Zazzy, how are you pulling off this like cowgirl magician, goth magician look? <laughs> <laughs> like, who can pull off that hat? Her. She had like period. a top hat to the side. No one else can pull that off. Um, like Regina looked stunning yeah like, like despite stunning like that character being very serious and stern it's mm-hmm. like you look amazing she looked amazing but also like she would straight up murder you absolutely yes. like i would not piss her off no um what else has jonathan majors been in i've heard his name but i've not oh the show that you didn't like <laughs> lovecraft country yeah that's where i recognize he's the star of that also in loki at the very end as uh the man at the end of the universe I'm not going to have to go back and watch. Um, I, like, I was like, who is this handsome man? Uh, I was in immediately. Um, I was like, Idris, like, I see you, but you're going to have to move over. Because Jonathan's here. Um, And as terrible as it was that they were, like, torturing him, they took off his shirt for it, and I was like, mm, <laughs> I know I'm supposed to be feeling different feelings right now with this scene, but mm, I'm sorry. He's a beautiful. Um, I uh, was so proud of Dion Cole. He's great in it. And I'm just like, you were a writer for Conan, and now you are working with this incredible cast. Like, look at you go. He's blown up so much. And, like, this is not a comedic role that he's in. No. In that at all. It's legit. <laughs> and he's acting his little butt off. Very proud of him. Um, and uh, I think my favorite um, character was Cuffy. Oh, yeah. She was very Loved nice her. She was great. Um, the, uh, yes, you know, I never notice music unless it's like very unusual, Mm -hmm. like the soundtrack from Kate where it's all like Japanese pop and rap and stuff. Mm -hmm. Great. This soundtrack. Great. Um, the whole thing was awesome. Um, I also like that when they went to the white town, it was all (laughs) white. Stark white. Everything (laughs) is white. (laughs) But like also that set is beautiful in its own way. Yeah. It's like the style of it was so. Down to the sand. Yes. It's like white. It was like, it was excellent. Um, So yeah, I would, if you're looking for an action movie, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I watched it last night. Yeah. Like all the visuals are awesome. To me, it felt a little convoluted. Like at some point I was like, wait. Why are we fighting again? <laughs> I, it could have been 20 minutes shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, a little more. There's a lot going on. Yeah. It's been a little bit more direct. But otherwise, it's a good time. Yes. Regardless of that, it's a good time. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, what else have you been watching? Uh, I only have two more things. Oh. So. Okay. Um, but, 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 well, I'll just talk about one thing. I guess I can't, you can't end on this other bad thing I want to do. Okay, I'll talk about one more thing and that's okay. it. Um, I watched Solaris, um, which is a 2002 science fiction drama mm-hmm. um, starring George Clooney, uh, directed by Steven Soderbergh. Um, and it is sad and beautiful, and I was too young to even appreciate it at the time. <laughs> it pulled a gaddock on me. I was like, 
I thought I hated Gattaca for years and realized, no, I just hate racism. <laughs> <laughs> and in watching this, it's like, oh, God damn, this is a beautiful love story. <laughs> um, this is quite the cast. It's quite the cast. Uh, Viola Davis and like one of her earlier... Yeah. Before she like became Viola Davis, like she's really good in this. Nice. And she is kind of like, you know, the most logical person on this ship. And George Clooney seemingly was that. And then when your dead wife shows up out of nowhere, what do you do? Logic starts to get thrown out the window. Of course. <laughs> and she's not like an evil ghost or something like that. Oh, okay. It's like she's super cool and like just still in love with you it's like well shit what do i do now mm. like it's uh it, it asks these really big philosophical questions about like the afterlife um alien life mm. and just well at the same time they play that very subtly and focusing on the personal inter- interconnections of like if you had a chance to see someone that you lost mm. what would you do like even if you know it's not the real them. Yeah. Yeah, is it still, yeah. Like, if you can see it, if you can touch it, if you can taste it, like, is this not them? Yeah. So it, it brings up a lot of interesting questions. Mm. Um, and it's short. It's not a really long movie. It's no. like an hour, 30, hour, 45. No. Like, it, it really does move very fast. Um, a lot of it is in flashback of just, like, their relationship. Mm. But then when you get more to, like, the hard sci-fi elements of, like, what is this thing we're dealing with and what does it want, like, should we go back to Earth? Should we take this thing back with us to Earth? Oh. Like, it brings in all these, like, scary questions mm. of, like, is this an invasion or is this... Oh, <laughs> interesting. Or is this some kind of weird thing that we should never have found? Like... Okay. Is this a one-off event? What does it want from us? Gotcha. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I It's it's something that I think I would like to see again because I mm. think I have questions after watching yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. it's... It's something that I absolutely ignored for like two decades. Yeah, I've not even heard of it. Whatever, love and space, not what I'm looking for. (laughs) (laughs) And then I realized like, no, love can be found in space. Really got to you. Yeah, it really did. Um, Solaris, it's on HBO uh, Max. Check it out. I think it's leaving very soon. Oh, yeah. okay. (laughs) Good to know. But, um, But yeah, that's all I have for this episode. Same. Um, yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, check us out on social media on Instagram at ONR Podcast. Um, yeah, we will see you guys next episode. Bye.